Nerd or not? Hi, I'm Disney. And I'm 21st Century Fox. Fusion Ha! Now we are... <laughs> Still just Disney. I own everything. What is up, Cretans? Welcome to episode 32 of the Nerd or Not podcast. Now, you might be asking yourself, 32? 32. 30, 32. 32. Why the 32? What is happening here? Where's the second part of episode 31? And I'm here to tell you, it's a mystery. You'll have to tune in next week to find out. It's the ghost of Christmas future coming to say hello. Uh... You know the show. We give our opinions on a range of topics, everything and anything, everything and anything under the bright nerd sun, all while promoting fellowship, conversation, and humor every chance we can. And sometimes we even make inappropriate incest jokes. And that really <laughs> upsets the sponsors. But guess what? We don't have any. Uh, we are, of course, the Cretans Guild. I am Jay. This is Bob. Corey yep. is stuck somewhere in the television mines uh, working to try to find the key to Lothlorien or something like that and uh, work his way out of the Chicago snow. Uh, I know I am currently buried in about nine inches of snow, uh, but the nice thing about Corey is Corey's not going to get the same snow I am because I get the lake effect on all the wind from his place. So he's probably got about three inches. I'm buried under a lot more. Bob, how's Florida? Uh, it's, it is a uh, freezing 65 today. Oh, man, that sounds nice. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it was strange. The other day I go to work and it's about, I'd say... 66 at three o'clock in the morning i get out of work at one o'clock and it had dropped to about 50 it, wow yeah it, that that only happens about once a year down here but i'm, I'm not going to brag too much about it. i love the cold down here because <laughs> i don't have to shovel my car out of its parking spot sure yeah i did have to do that today um but luckily i do own an electric snow shovel and that makes it nice so it just kind of oh. just just gets all the snow out of there it's really lovely um uh, yeah, so it's cold here in Michigan, uh, but it's wonderful, and I'm going to have a white Christmas this year, which I haven't had since I've moved up here, so I'm really looking forward to it. Um, Corey, like I said, is not here, but uh, that's okay, because we're just going to rock through it, because there's some big news happening in the geek spectrum, guys, and we got to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to engage with us, please be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google, Podbean, and uh, on YouTube. There's a subscribe button somewhere in the here-ish region, or here it's somewhere here. You'll find a subscribe button. I think it's over. No. It, yeah. So what he said. Uh, by the time you listen to this, uh, The Last Jedi will have hit. Um, and uh, I am not going to be able to see it probably until Christmas Day because we are we are choosing to go see a movie on Christmas Day. And that's going to be Last Jedi. Um, but for right now, uh, it's a 152 minute movie. Uh, it's directed by Ryan Johnson. Um, George Lucas said it's wonderful which I'm pretty excited about because he was kind of critical about the first one. Uh, and if, really? if yeah, he, he was, he thought they kind of were a little bit derivative. They didn't do anything new, um, which I can see because it's, it's pretty much a new hope slash uh, Knights of the old Republic squished together. Um, but this one is apparently, he said, this is, this is really innovative and there's some really amazing stuff that happens in it. Um, 95% of top critics on rotten tomato, tomato are calling it fresh. Uh, some people do question the algorithm. Same thing that happened with Justice League, where it all of a sudden was certified rotten, but people were saying, hey, but I gave it a B. Why is this calling it rotten? <laughs> um, IMDb, as of this recording, has it about a 8.5 out of 10, which is pretty fantastic. Metacritic's yeah. got it an 85 out of 100. So it sounds like it's a solid B, uh, which, that's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. Uh, New York Times, uh, I'm and I apologize to the critic from New York Times, uh, Manola Dargis said the story is a tangle, but its Very complications I, are mitigated. When I put that on the rundown, I had a feeling you'd have a hard time with that, and I really <laughs> do apologize. Oh, that's okay. Uh, he says it's the story is a bit tangled, but its complications are mitigated by Mr. Johnson's quick pace and the appealing performers. And others are saying it's an homage that isn't repetitive, it's being its own thing, and it's the most moving Star Wars and also the funniest. And, of course, what the fuck is a porg? That's mine. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Because I still do not know what the hell a porg is. They were not were they they were not in, um, the last movie. They were not. Uh, so, no, they are space penguins. Space pe okay. Like like not a joke. They're 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 like space penguins. Um, so from what I understand, the idea of the porgs, the uh, the island that they film Luke's scenes on, 
uh, is off the coast of Ireland, and there are birds that roost there. And uh, Ryan Johnson just fell in love with the birds, and he's like, "Let's just toss them in the movie. Let's let's make our own version of these mo- these these uh, these birds okay. and toss them in there." And that's what the porgs are. Uh, so and I could they're be not wrong. like modern day Ewoks, then, right? I don't know. I haven't seen the film yet. Uh, they oh, might well. be. They, they they could lead the rebellion and kill a bunch of stormtroopers and then play the xylophone on their helmets. I have no idea. Um, but that, I don't. Jump, I don't know jump. if that's going to happen or not. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, so some other cool things that are, are kind of starting to come out from behind the scenes of this movie as it's it's getting closer. Uh, uh, oh, the microwave is beeping upstairs. I apologize. Um, <laughs> Uh, apparently, so, uh, as we all know, Carrie Fisher passed away and, uh, one of Carrie Fisher's, um, signature, I'm going to say a company, uh, accomplices in the latter part of her life was her, uh, French bulldog. Um, and, uh, Ryan Johnson actually made a space version of her dog and put him at the bar in one of the scenes and someone caught a glimpse of it in one of the trailers and said, hey, is this Carrie's dog? And he's like, oh my god, someone saw it. Yes, that's that's our version of Carrie's dog. That so, is adorable. I love that. Yeah, it's so that that's that's really awesome. Um, it's still, you know, heartbreaking that, that Carrie passed away. But, you know, it's it's awesome that uh, they're still kind of carrying her torch for for good old, uh, good old Carrie Fisher. God rest you, our general. Uh, so, moving on to the next bit of news. Uh, and this is one that's kind of got me kind of going... Eh, is uh the new Ready Player One trailer? Um, I watched really? it. Um, so I read I I've read the book and I liked part of it. I, I will say I liked the majority of the book actually. Um, I thought the last four chapters were really lazy. Um, the it went from a really compelling kind of uh interesting. Yeah, you're not gonna see her. She's over there. Uh, for those who I'm ta- curious what I'm talking about, my dog Tessie is somewhere down here just clacking around because I haven't trimmed her nails in a couple of weeks. Um, but I really liked the book up until like the last four chapters when it went from this like really engaging uh, book full of conflict and, and you know it was it was it was something that you weren't you weren't expecting there to be a happy ending and it just really felt like the author got bored and just like oh, okay right. let's tie this into like the nicest neatest bow possible. And close this book out where there's no conflict at the end and everyone goes home happy. It's like, man, that's not what I expected here. Like, it's just, it's just kind of like, eh. Okay. So it's, it's a very simple story then. It's a very simple story that is as jam-packed full of references to your childhoods as you will ever experience. That um, part I got from the two trailers I have seen. And I think I've sworn off seeing any more trailers because I'm afraid that something is going to get ruined at this point. So hopefully that's it. Just no more trailers, guys. Um, well, so so one of the interesting things about it is that it's taking a little bit of liberty with the, the setting of the book. So the setting of the book is very strictly 1980s. Like the, the idea behind it is um, the guy who created the... Uh, and, and you see him in the, in the, the second trailer. The guy who created the... Uh, the virtual world, the oasis, uh, the oasis, yeah, uh, is uh, a child of the '80s. He's one of us, um, and he created this universe to to be an homage to the things he loved from when he was a child in the '80s. So there's references to Voltron, to Gundam, you know, all this other stuff in the book, the Back to the Future, Pac-Man, all this, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, and one of the things that I'm kind of looking at as I'm going is it's is it's taking. It's no longer just an homage to the '80s. It's just an homage to pop culture, and that kind of loses a little bit of the appeal to me like there's stuff in there i like don't get me wrong i love the iron giant i love overwatch i was happy to see tracer in there i thought it was funny to see deathstroke and harley but it's not what i not what the the book is you know what i mean right yeah i i I know there's a couple of minor changes that i've heard of i have not read the book um there's a term that i'm still trying to work on and let's see i'm gonna spitball here let's see what you think about when it comes to stuff like this, where it's nostalgia, 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 I guess like you can call it uh, retro porn. This, oh, absolutely! This movie is loaded with it. Oh yeah, yeah, it, and it's 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 not only that; it's it's pop culture porn too. You know, because it's it's stuff where uh, you've got because it's not just a nostalgia bomb at this point. I guess in the setting of the movie, it is because the movie takes place in the future, so all this stuff is in the past, but. To us, it's not like I'm not nostalgic seeing Suicide Squad Harley's Qu- Harley Quinn on screen. 
Mm. You know, it's not like I'm going, oh, man, I forgot about that movie. It, it was last year. You know, it was I, I remember going to the theater and eating the popcorn in South Bend on the drive home. Like, I know exactly where this was. It's not like, oh, shit, I forgot about that one gremlin in Gremlins 2. That's that's <laughs> that's nostalgia. That's that's like, oh, fuck, that's a great idea. This is just, hey, let's take all these uh, all these properties that we own the rights to and cram them into this movie as much as possible. It's kind of the opposite of what Wreck-It Ralph did, where Wreck-It oh. Ralph did it very well. And it was like, hey, we're going to pick and choose and kind of put these guys in here, and it makes sense. You know, it's funny that Ralph is hanging out with Zangief, but it makes sense because Ralph would hang out with Zangief from, you know, Street Fighter 2 because yeah, he's... they're both bad guys. Yeah, they're both bad guys. But just it, all this stuff in Ready Player One, I'm just like, ah, oh, it's just, it, it's losing the spirit of the book. And maybe that's a good thing because I didn't like the ending, but <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where I like so much else of the book where I'm kind of like, man, at least the rest of it was good. You know, it, and there's there's some neat stuff in there, and I, I like the casting of the lead, um, and I'm intrigued to see what happens. Like, I, I'm going to go see it. There's no doubt in my mind I'm going to go see it, because I, I did enjoy the book enough to do that, but I don't know. It just, the trailer didn't blow me away. I don't know. Fair enough. I mean, my major uh, issue with the storyline is, I guess, it, it just doesn't wrap around my head very well. His father was... His father was the the fan of the '80s, so he gave his son like a comic book name. But the son adopted that love for the '80s because it's it takes place in the mid 2040s, uh-huh. which is 60 years ago. That'd be the equivalent of us talking about World War II era stuff. It just uh-huh. I, I, I'll, see, it, it, like I said, it's a hard thing to wrap my mind around. It just doesn't make sense time wise. In the book, you just kind of go with it. Okay. In the book, it's basically like, "Hey, my name is Parzival, and I really like this stuff." And it's like, "Oh, okay." It's like <laughs> you it just move on. Yeah, it doesn't need a backstory. It's like, "Oh, you like that stuff? Cool. I'm glad you like it. I do too. Let's let's read a book about you. I relate to you. You know, it's not like I like this stuff because my dad liked it. And if that's in there, I don't remember it. And it wasn't made a big deal. You know, it was like it might have been mentioned in like a in passing in a paragraph somewhere and i'm just not remembering it but it's you know it's been a few years since i've read the book too so maybe it was a big deal and i just don't recall it but i don't know we'll yeah. see I, I, only... I it's it's spielberg so you know it, it's I, I hate to say it at this kind, at this rate it's hit or miss you know it's <sighs> yeah, yeah. It, he's he's still the greatest of all time but you know that's it, babe ruth was the greatest of all time at one point too and at the end of his career, he's playing yeah, for the Boston Yeah, when he was batting Braves. for the Boston Braves, he wasn't exactly, exactly the number one draft pick. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I'm, I'm hoping for the best. I'm anticipating the worst. I'll probably end up somewhere in the middle. That's, that's fair. <laughs> that's, that's how it goes. Um, next bit of news is the 2017 The Game Awards. Uh, so Game Awards are an annual ceremony, um, basically, for the video game industry. And... Uh, there were some uh, some big winners and some big stuff announced. Um, Bayonetta three for the Switch is the biggest one for me. Um, I am stupid excited about that. Uh, yeah. Some other big some other big announcements that were made. Uh, Death Stranding, obviously, which people have been waiting about for ages. Um, some other stuff. Soul Calibur six. Uh, more information on Sea of Thieves, which is Rare's upcoming pirate game, uh, and some other stuff too. There is you know some stuff about Fortnite and Breath of the Wild. Uh, but, uh, let's see, let's look at some of the big, uh, some of the big winners. Uh, best audio design went to Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, who I, I've never heard of that game. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, best independent game went to Cuphead, which, uh, I'm not surprised about. Yeah, uh, Cuphead, that's not a shocker at all. Yeah, Cuphead also won best art direction, and if it didn't win best art direction, uh, someone at the Game Awards needs to be fucking shot, because that game is goddamn gorgeous. <laughs> Uh, most anticipated game went to Last of Us Part Two, uh, ahead of God of War, which I was kind of surprised about. Um, really? Yeah, uh, best esports game is Overwatch, which I'm not surprised by that. That's one of my favorite games. Uh, Overwatch also won best ongoing game. Yeah, there's quite a number of clear winners in this. There really are. Uh, there really are. Best strategy game went to Mario Rabbit's Kingdom Battle, which I was that one I was shocked by. Oh. Uh, I love Mario Rabbids. I think it's phenomenal, but I was shocked that it won Best Strategy Game. Um, but it's great. I mean, and it, it is, uh, it's a really strategic game, which is shocking considering the, the cast. 
Uh, best fighting game went to Injustice 2, which I kind of thought that Tekken 7 was going to take, but good for Injustice. Uh, but, you know, you guys are all here to find out who won the best game of the year. And uh, I don't really think this goes as any surprise. It was Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, I kind of thought briefly that maybe Mario would come in and sweep it up at the end. Um, but did Mario even get a nomination? Yes, it did. Mario yes. Odyssey did get a nomination. Yeah. Um, Odyssey was no- nominated a number of times, but I think if Breath of the Wild could fall into that category, they put it in as a nominee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the other nominees for Game of the Year were Horizon Zero Dawn, which is spectacular, but has an incredibly steep learning curve. Uh, Persona 5, which I have not played. Player, Player Unknown Battlegrounds, which I know nothing about. I just heard about like a week ago and I haven't... Eh, whatever. Uh, and Super Mario Odyssey, which is uh, charming and wonderful and really, really, really fun, but a little too short for me. Um, it's uh, it, I beat it in like 20 hours. It was like, oh, okay. Wow, I can go back. Shantae short. Yeah, I can go back and get all the stars, I guess, but I don't really want to. Like, <laughs> um, it's not. I, I definitely haven't hundred percented it yet, but it's it's one of those things where I just kind of went through it. I was like, oh, oh, all right. Huh. It didn't change your life, but you enjoyed the time. Oh, it was, it's a great game. It's it's the, one of the best Mario games I've ever played, but it's it's not something that I really need to go back and play again. You know what I mean? Whereas the the Zelda now has the new Breath of the Wild DLC out which I haven't tried yet um, because the Overwatch event is going on. So that's going to be probably a couple weeks down the road before I get to it. But uh, uh, I think that's a a tease for a bit of a discussion later. Mm. Um, But that's the Game Awards. Bob, any surprises that you had there from the winners or did it go pretty much how you thought? You and Corey are, are the gamers. I play very casually. I mean, half of these games I had never even heard of and... God, is that just because of my age or just because I'm that freaking boring? <laughs> um, Hellblade, yeah, I never heard of that one before. Sununa's Sacrifice, I'm, I've never even seen a Let's Play of that one, but maybe I'm just not looking hard enough. Uh, I would have to agree that Breath of the Wild was the best game of the year. That that game, although n- debatable, not the best Zelda game, but it was definitely the best game of this year. Um. I think there's some debate that it's not the best Zelda game. I mean, for me, it is just because it's it's held my attention longer than any other Zelda game other than uh, Link to the Past. Um, yeah, I, I feel bad saying it's not the best Zelda game because that really makes it sound like I didn't enjoy. I love Breath of the Wild. It I'm still I played it yesterday and it was like, oh god, this is a glorious game. I love mm-hmm. every second of it. It's um, it's it's a really wonderful game. I think generationally, it's 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 the best since Wind Waker, um, and to me, Wind Waker was the best since Link to the Past, um, and that's that's some, you know some big competition there with Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask and all the the Game Boy ones and yep. the DS ones, um, but I mean to me it's it's one and two and it can go either way. But I I, I guess at the end of the day I kind of got to give the nod to Link to the Past because when I got my SNES Classic, I mean that was the first thing I hopped into. Was it's like oh Zelda got to play Zelda again. I haven't played Zelda in a month. Let me play this. I I don't have it on four other consoles. Let me, let me play it on this <laughs> one too. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's kind of the 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 telling the telling factor for uh, for a link to the past is it's something that I can look at and go back to year over year over year over year over year. And I don't know that I'll do that with Zelda or with with uh, um, Breath of the Wild. I probably will, but. Um, if they keep releasing DLC, I'll keep playing it. That's oh, if they, yeah, if they're still if they're going to keep pumping out DLC for it, then yeah, done. I'll I'll keep playing it. But I will say when I when I finally beat the game, when I when I got through Ganon, and I haven't you know gotten 100 percent on everything on that game either yet. Because if you do, wow, <laughs> you've got more free time than me. Um, There's wrong something wrong with it if you do get 100 percent on that. Yeah, uh, when I when I finally beat Ganon, I was like, okay, let's put this down. Let's let's put this in the case and just on the shelf for the next six months because, whoo, that was a hundred and forty. Take a step back and and reevaluate my life. Okay, that's over with. I just dumped one hundred and forty hours of my life into this over the last three months. Oh, I need to reevaluate some shit. Like it's, (laughs) uh, it's it's phenomenal. It's it's a wonderful game, but it's uh, yeah, I I think Link to the Past is still going to get my vote as as best of all time. But fair enough. Uh, so moving on, uh, so some big shit went down. <laughs> uh, I, for one, welcome our new mouse overlords. Um, Disney, oh. 
completes the $52.4 billion purchase. Billion. Billion, yes. <laughs> of many, 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 many assets from 21st Century Fox. Um, so the big one to me, like aside from all of the all of the stuff getting purchased, and that's that's all stuff that we will get to shortly, and we will talk about. Um, the best news for the Walt Disney Corporation out of this entire thing, even with all the fiscal things that's going to come out of this, and you know the the Marvel Universe being reunited, the original cuts of Star Wars, everything. The best thing for the Walt Disney Corporation that has come out of this is Bob Iger staying on until twenty twenty one. Yep, because. Now, when Bob Iger got hired 10 years ago, he was no one I'd ever heard of. He was just a CEO. He was just a guy that was taking over for Michael Eisner. And it was like, okay, who are you? What are you going to do? You're you're no one. You're not part of you're not one of the Disney guys. You're not part of the Disney family. You're not Roy. You know what's what's happening here? What is the deal? Yeah, his public track record was completely unknown. Yeah. And when the first thing he does is he builds bridges with the Disney family and brings Roy back into the fold after after Eisner had really kind of shit the bed with that, I was like, okay, all right, you're okay in my book. Um, so the, the the first thing I remember him doing, and this was this was stunning to me, is when 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 the Marvel and Disney acquisition happened, it was like, holy fuck, that's big. Like, that's huge. And, of course, the first thing that popped into our heads was like, what's going to happen at the theme parks? What's going to happen? We, we live in Orlando. What's going to happen? Nothing. Nothing happened. Everything's <laughs> Not a damn the thing. same as it fucking was. Like, the merch at Universal still sucks. The rides are still excellent. The end. That's it. It's <laughs> like, there's no Marvel Adventure Island Division of the Walt Disney Corporation on the sign. It's just, yep, go fucking hang out with a guy in a shitty Wolverine costume. Have fun. Um, so nothing changed there. But the next one that happened was the Lucasfilm acquisition. And the Lucasfilm acquisition happened when I was on a Disney cruise. So we, we get off the boat and our, our bus driver to take us back to our parking lot is like, did you guys hear? And we're like, did we hear what? Oh, shit. We've been on a boat for seven days. What the fuck happened? <laughs> like, and, and at this point, are you guessing? Oh God, are we under attack again? Th- that's what. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, oh shit, what happened? But you know, logically, I should have said, well, no, they didn't ground us in in the Bahamas. You know, they didn't make a stay in the Bahamas when this happened. We, you know, and he's like, Disney bought Star Wars, and I was like, the fuck they did. You shut your <laughs> ass up. They, no, there's no way that happened. I'd pop up my phone, and I was like, all right, let's let's go to Entertainment Weekly. See what the holy shit they bought fucking Star Wars. Um. And that was huge. And it was uh, crazy. And I didn't think it could be topped. And uh, rumors started a couple months ago. Hey, Disney's looking to purchase 21st Century Fox. The fuck they are. There's no fucking way the Murdochs are going to sell. There's no... No. <laughs> shut up. There's no, Disney now owns 21st Century Fox. Disney has more money than God. Um, well, not anymore. <laughs> they just spent $52 billion. Um, well, They're going to be making money now. Well, yeah, you know what? They spent $52.4 billion on this acquisition. They probably made back a good 80 or $90 billion just on stock alone. You know, it's like they, they, they spent this money, but they made a profit somehow, I guarantee it, because Disney is smart. Um, so let's, let's go over some of the IP that Disney now uh, gleefully owns. Uh, so... But before we go into anything, sorry, there's and there's a lot to unpack here, so I apologize for going back and forth on this, everybody. But so yesterday, Disney owned Walt Disney Feature Animation, Disney Studios, yep, Pixar, Marvel Studios, and Lucasfilm, and Which some other pretty big list right yeah, there. It's a, it's a great portfolio, and there's and you know there's some other stuff underneath there because they had they they've got a stake in Paramount too, right? Or not Paramount, uh, Touchstone, I believe. Is that still a thing? I think so. I think I think it is. It's it's an infrequent thing, but it's a thing. Um, this morning, <laughs> uh, as 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 we were waking up, uh, Disney now owns 21st Century Fox as well. So that includes the FX channel uh, and FXX and FXX two. There's there's all kinds of FX channels now, which I didn't. Yeah, know they're about. all under the same umbrella. Uh, 20th Century Fox movies uh, and TV studios, Fox Searchlight. Uh, and then uh, some of the IPs that go into that, we've got uh, X-Men, Fantastic Four, Deadpool, 
Uh, and Bob Iger has said that it will remain rated R. Yes. Uh, oh, perfect move, Bob. Yep. Planet of the Apes, Avatar, and The Simpsons. Uh, amongst others, because you know they they now own they now own Modern Family outright, uh, which is a huge deal because I did not realize that was a Fox uh, Fox show, uh, and that's kind of stunning to me is how big of a deal that has been for for the Disney Corporation over the last eight huh. years. Uh, they own the Orville. Oh God! They own Family Guy. Wait, do do they? <laughs> They own... I thought Seth owned Family Guy. Does he? I I don't know. We'll have to I, I research that, that was, one. I thought that was a 20th Century Fox property. That It could be. Um, so if it is, Disney now owns Family Guy, and that's crazy to me that we could have a walk around Peter Griffin at, at Hollywood Studios one day. Uh, if he... Oh, my God. If he can go around and just fight another guy in a chicken costume, that would oh be incredible. Oh, my God. Um, Especially that, like an Epcot. Oh, th- God. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never happen, folks, but it would be amazing if it did. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of stuff now that Disney now has their, their, you know, their hands on, uh, some things it does not include. However, uh, they don't own the Fox network itself, just all the stuff that airs on it. <laughs> yeah, um, and that's, that is, that is an important distinction to make because legally they cannot own the Fox network. Um, so the Murdoch, uh, trust will still own that. Uh, the Murdoch trust will also own Fox news, Fox sports one, Fox sports two, the big 10 network, uh, some regional sports networks. Fox and what is the O and O stations? Uh, the Fox O and O stations, the 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 news stations uh, across America that Fox owns and operates, like uh, oh, so like Fox, Fox thirty five and stuff like that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So lo- local local affiliates for Fox will still be Correct. part under under the Fox Trust. So yeah. So that's just kind of like the the simple the simple look at it. Um, you say simple, but. I don't believe you. So, so there's a, there's a lot more stuff here if you, that you need to kind of take a look at here that, that Disney now the the full picture. Uh, so Walt Disney Studios, Disney Feature Animation, Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm, 20th Century Fox, the Disney Channel, ABC, ESPN, Nerd or Not, the FX Channel, uh, National Geographic, Bam Tech Media, which I don't even know what that is. Uh, they now own like a 66% stake in Hulu. Uh, the Sky Network, Star India, which is huge for them that they now have they have inroads in India. Uh, they own uh, the Cretans Guild YouTube channel, uh, and you know they probably own My Soul too. They just buy shit. I don't know. I haven't seen a dime for it yet, but whatever. Um, <laughs> no, they'll make you pay for it, just like I paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, I, I've got a theory. I've got a theory how this is all going to go down. Um. What I think is the, the only thing that Disney can do at this point is they have to recast and relaunch everything that the Fox properties have from the Marvel Universe. Um, and and I, I mean, top to bottom, soup to nuts, you know, Wolverine, as much as I love Hugh Jackman, find someone new. He's Cyclops, done anyway. Yeah, he's done anyway. He said he's done. Although I think it would be adorable if at the end of uh, Infinity War, the reality gem rips a hole in and just he hops through. I think that would be wonderful. All the X-Men just come walking on through it. Just Logan. Just Logan. Oh, That's just all Logan. You just Logan. Um, so I, I think you... But but honestly, you do. You re, you need to recast top to bottom the whole thing. Just jettison everything that happened in the Fox universe uh, and, and just start from scratch. With one exception. Deadpool has to know everything that happened. And he has to reference it regularly. He has to start Deadpool 2... Wearing a set of Mickey Mouse ears. Oh god! And if he doesn't, I will be so disappointed in in whoever's directing that film. And, he needs and, a, a Disney name pin that says, "Hello, my name is Wade. I'm from wherever Wade Wilson's he's, from." He's, he's from yeah, he's from Saskatoon. Yeah, you know, just just Wade, Saskatoon, Saskatoon, Canada. Uh, like I don't care if we just get you know if if they wait until the post credits of Deadpool two and it's just him working at various places around the theme parks, like him him. <laughs> Him hanging out with off kilter in Epcot during you know in Canada, you know, enjoying him, a Dole Whip at Magic yeah, Kingdom. Sucking down a Dole Whip. He's you know he's 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 standing up for for Abraham Lincoln and Hall of Presidents. You know it's <laughs> I, just stuff like that. There has to be some kind of acknowledgement, and he has to reference it. Like I want him to say to Captain America, "Well, you remember when we were owned by Fox? Now Disney bought us." Wait, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> that has to happen, and if it doesn't happen, it's a huge missed opportunity. 
Just him walking around with a, a churro in one hand, a turkey leg in the other. Him just having having the Mickey head on a stick ice cream. Yeah, is, <laughs> but he keeps poking himself in the face because he keeps forgetting <laughs> to lift his mask. Um, so we asked on Twitter, uh, what are you looking forward to changing hands? Uh, and do you think this is a good or bad deal? Now, Derek from the Wild Pitch Podcast, which is at Wild Pitch Cast on Twitter, uh, said, I hate this, depending on how much uh, how much Disney gets. Uh, if it's just the rights to the Star Wars episodes 1 through 6 and the Marvel stuff, I'm cool. But I don't need one company controlling 70% of creative media development and distribution. Uh, gotta say, that's definitely a way to look at it and definitely something people are concerned about. And I can't argue with that. Um, the fact that Disney now owns a 60% stake in Hulu means that we're going to have a lot of channels scrambling to find their own streaming service. Uh, because they're not going to want to pay Disney money to host their stuff. Um and I think you just saw the launch of the Disney streaming service that they've been talking about for a couple of years now. Uh, I think that will be relaunched in two years when everyone's contracts with Hulu are up, and it will just be Disney streaming, and that's it. Yeah, that was my my question. Since Disney owns the majority stake in Hulu, do they sell it? Do they change that into the Disney streaming, or do they close Hulu down? Well, if they're smart, the infrastructure's already there. They just change that into Disney streaming. They rebrand and go on. Yeah. You know, it's it's Hulu has proven that they work. It's a solid platform. You know, yeah. uh, the Hulu originals are good. You keep the Hulu originals. You move that on, and uh, yeah, you 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 know, fuck the other companies. They got to find their own way. Um, Let them go to Netflix if they want. Yeah, they, exactly. They can go to Netflix. There's going to be a big big hole there when Disney leaves all their stuff or moves all their stuff off of Netflix. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but yeah, so that's, it, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with Derek. I think that is definitely, definitely a problem. Um, I, I think there's a lot of opportunity for, uh, for problems with this because I, I think Disney is, uh, inherently a good company, but Disney is also a company <laughs> and they're, they're in the business of making money. And if they see an opportunity to, to draw blood and, claim victory and own something, they're going to take it. And that's what we saw with this 21st Century Fox acquisition. Um, now, Which Bob, is funny uh, because in the 80s, Disney was almost uh, underwent a hostile takeover. And they, they I think it's called, uh, not blackmail, green mail, where mm-hmm. they green mailed the guy who was trying to take them over, where he, he bought up a mo- uh, majority of Disney stock and they bought it back at a higher price. So they, they scaved off the, the hostile takeover that way. And man, it's it's funny that they went from that to like the biggest company on the planet now. Yeah, um, it's crazy to think what what it could mean and what what it could bring in. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm curious how long this has been happening. Like, how long this has been in the works? That's the other thing because these things do not happen in in a week, two weeks, or even no. six months. They take a year or two to finalize. Well, I'm I'm curious if this is something that they started talking about because they invested a lot of money into Pandora, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, with with Animal Kingdom, and I'm wondering if that was kind of the first seeds planted. It reminds me of when Star Tours opened at uh, Hollywood Studios back then, uh, Disney MGM Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a partner. It was good handshake partnership deal that. Lucas was big fan of Disney. They were big fan of Lucas. So like, all right, let's do this joint project together. Yeah, same thing with the Muppets. Yeah, you know, it was it was that thing where, or you know, it, that one's a little bit different because Jim had every intention of selling the the Muppet Studios to to Walt Disney Studios uh, and just working in the Disney framework before he passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the same thing. It was like, hey, let's let's get this going, and that's that's where Eisner was at his strongest was those handshake deals that led to bigger things down the road. Um, but I think we, you know, even, even as good as Eisner was at that, and, you know, despite his colossal fuck ups at times, um, Iger is just proving to be 15 steps ahead of everyone in this chess game he's playing. You know, like <laughs> he, we're all playing, you know, the chess that we have, and he's playing that crazy Star Wars or Star Trek chess that's four dimensional with four different <laughs> boards on it. Um, and he's looking like 15 moves ahead while we're only managing three. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm just like, uh, I'm a castle. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, is there is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to to happening with this, Bob? Right now, with 
the Disney track record ever since Iger took over has been pretty damn good. I mean, how many failures have they had in the last... How long has he been on this for like 15 years now? It feels like I think about, I think it's like eight, eight to 10 years. He's been in charge. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, in that time span, has there been any major significant failures? I cannot think of a single one. So I'm thinking this is a very good thing until Iger steps down. Let's yeah. see what happens after that. That's yeah. the big, big question. Yeah, I mean, you know, fr- from a from a geek perspective, I'm super excited about the fact that the Marvel characters are coming home. Uh, I I am a huge fan of the Fantastic Four, and I desperately want their comics to be published again. You know, I would love to read a, a Fantastic Four comic again. I it hasn't been published for like two and a half years now. Yeah. So that's a real shitty thing that Marvel did. They just because they didn't have the movie rights to it. Yep. And, and that's 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 a a different side of this, the story where it's, and, and this kind of goes to what Derek said, you know, they're controlling so much creative output now. You know, are they going to be assholes like this? Like what's, you know, here, here's an example. Like, it's like just thinking about this, the Simpsons comics are published by Bongo. What, what happens there? Are they going to be, are they going to force them to close down and put them under the Marvel banner? Are they going to try to buy Bongo comics now and, and put them, you know, so the Simpsons comics are, are owned fully by the Walt Disney corporation. Like it's what, just, you'll have to tell me about Bongo. As far as I know, the only thing Bongo does are the Simpsons comics. It might even be a Simpsons property. I don't know. Oh. Um, but it's it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, it's all these little dominoes that need to fall. You know, because like when Marvel bought or when, when Disney bought uh, Lucasfilm, it was, you know, no, we're not, we're not, they can stay with, the comics will stay with Dark Horse. The Dark Horse comics matter. We're very, you're very, yeah, no. <laughs> no. no. Published by Marvel. Published by Marvel. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's, it, there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of cascading ripples to be felt with this. Um, you know, everyone keeps asking what's going to happen to the Simpsons universe in, uh, Universal Studios. I can <laughs> They're going to make exactly, a few jokes about it. <laughs> I can tell you what's going to happen on the Simpsons universe. There's going to be a, there's going to be a couch jag, couch gag. Everyone's going to chuckle. Bart's going to write something on the board. Everyone's going to chuckle and fuck all is going to happen at Universal Studios. Life will carry on. Because if there's one thing we have learned, Disney likes making Comcast money. They have yeah. no problem taking taking that check every month from the good folks at Comcast and saying, yes, thank you for those licensing rights. We appreciate that. Um, well, you'd have to think that by the time this deal officially kicks in, if it takes two to three years to, to finalize, The Simpsons might be done by then. I, I don't know. We don't, we don't know. We don't know. Um, you, so I, I think... Uh, I think there's a chance that the Simpsons stick around um, just long enough for there to be something paid off in a season just because I can see the producers over there saying this is too rich to pass up. There's too many good jokes here. <laughs> um, like I think I tweeted this morning where I just I, I really look forward to the couch gag where half of the family shows up in Universal merchandise and half shows up in Disney merchandise and they all just kind of blink at each other. Like... <laughs> Just like there's look. a standoff going on. Yeah, and they're just kind of like, uh, and then Grandpa just dies or something. I don't know. It's just, it's <laughs> just one of those things. Um, you know, it, it's funny if you think about it. The amount of uh, Universal or Disney-owned or currently-owned properties that are now on Universal theme park property. Uh, obviously, there's Marvel, uh-huh. but now there's The Simpsons. But there's also been Men in Black, which is also created, or it started at, it started at Marvel, right? Yep, that was a Marvel comic. Yeah. God, it's like half that theme park's going to belong to Disney eventually. Yep. And I work for Comcast. Yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> it's I only just, a matter of time till Disney owns you two. Don't worry about it. In three yeah. years, it'll be Disney owns Warner Brothers and, and you know Comcast and everything. So Maybe uh, I can get some passes out of that. <laughs> Uh, so the big one for me, the thing that the thing that I'm most interested in uh, is the original prints of episodes four, five, and six uh, being under the Disney banner now, um, because that was one of the the problems when Disney bought Lucasfilm. The original prints for New Hope, Empire, and uh, Jedi were owned by 20th Century Fox. Oh, I thought it was just New Hope. No, I think oh. it was all three. Um, which is why we've never gotten a standard edition Blu-ray of the films released. It was only been the special edition or the, the Blu-ray remasters. So I'm hoping that that means we're going to get a original vision of the Star Trek or the Star Wars universe, uh, you know, released. So 
We'll see. Uh, that's 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 the one I'm most excited about. You know, there's obviously a plethora of other things that could happen. Um, I, I look forward to the uh, the Alien Queen getting her rightful place as a Disney princess. Um, <laughs> uh, I desperately want uh, Mickey ears that are uh, that are uh, Marge Simpson blue hair, uh, or or just have Mickey ears with the giant beehive coming out of the top of them. <laughs> Uh, like just for, just from a merchandise standpoint alone, there's so much that I want. Like I want Deadpool Mickey ears now. It's like just it has to happen. Uh, and if it doesn't happen again, missed opportunity. You fucked up. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, there's there's just so much, so much, so much stuff that could come out of this deal, and it's it it's still being like I said. There's so much to unpack here. I mean, it's the the news is. Just the ink over isn't dry yet. Yeah, the, the the news is just over twelve hours old. It hasn't been officially certified by the government. Like that's is, the other thing. It's got to get past the antitrust uh, government or whatever. The, yep. Those people. It's got to get through the antitrust laws, and there's no guarantee that's going to happen. Uh, I think it probably will. Uh, they stopped AT and T recently from becoming bigger. Yeah, so you never I know. know. But uh, Disney know how to grease those wheels, though. I I don't think it's a Disney thing. I think it's a I don't think that uh, the Trump administration is going to stop the Murdochs from making money. You know, that's I don't think that's that true. that I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's going to go. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's huge. That's a huge deal. You do it. It's great. It's it's yeah. I, I don't think there's it. There this could be the most corrupt deal ever, and I'm fairly certain if Rupert Murdoch said, <laughs> "You're going to bloody approve this, Donald," he'd be like, "You're right. I am." Yeah, you know, it's, it's that'd just be the end. That's very good. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> but that's uh, that's about it for there. I mean, there's there's a lot happening, but there's not a lot we know. So it's it's something where stay tuned. This will definitely be a topic again in the future. I guarantee it. Once, once we have a little more time to unpack it, and we can start doing like fan casting, like that. You know, once we have Corey on for an episode, <laughs> I think I think we need to cast the X Men and the Fantastic Four films that come back to Marvel, Ooh, and like uh, go from there. Yeah, I think I think that'd be fun. Um, but that's gonna take us to uh, what you doing, Bob? I know you. Uh, I, I hinted at this earlier. What are, what are you up to right now? I have restarted, uh, well, I started playing the, the new DLC for Breath of the Wild, and oh my god. Is it good? Uh, there are a number of new outfits, not okay. complete outfits, but like a couple of new coats and whatever. Um, there are four new shrines. I've beaten three of them, found the fourth one, and I can't freaking finish the damn thing. It's <laughs> the hardest fucking shrine I have ever come across. I am learning to hate those spikes. The The <laughs> deal is, you start this challenge with this super weapon. It kills anything in one hit. The problem is, you use it twice, and it needs to recharge. Oh, and by the way, all your hearts reduce down to <clears throat> one quarter heart. So you are a sneeze away from dying. Shit, that's not good. Yeah, you back into a rock, you're dead. It lightning strikes a mile away, you're dead. You die so easily during this challenge. <laughs> so the first three, not much of a problem. You just like little puzzles, easy to figure out and everything. That fourth one, there's spikes swinging at you. They're coming at you. They're coming up behind you. They're falling on you. You got to dodge. It, oh God, it, I'm 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 having PTSD over this. <laughs> Try it. Let me know if you how many tries it or how many attempts it takes for you to get through this one shrine. You'll know that one shrine when you get there. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so I am currently uh, back on the Overwatch train. Uh, the, the The Winter Wonderland Choo-choo. event is out, and uh, there's there's some really good. Um, there's a new game mode called uh, Yeti Hunt, which is really fun. Um, and I, I got to play that for the first time yesterday, and I, I won my first time on it. And it was really cool. Uh, there's new skins, there's new animations, there's one where uh, a character gets a present and inside the present is a Boston Terrier puppy and I about screamed when I saw it because I didn't know it was a thing. Oh my uh, god. I was so excited. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that will be that character's animation for all time. I don't care. E- e- even though it opens a Christmas present, that will be the character's animation in fucking May. I don't give a shit. You know, um, they did this last year and I remember seeing some Let's Plays of them and, and- I was like, God, I want to play this game. This is so good, but I suck at first-person shooters. So you you like to play with a controller, right? 
Yes, I'm, I'm terrible with a keyboard. Uh, so uh, Overwatch is spectacular with a controller on the PC. As it should be. It is. Um, so uh, if you're interested, just saying, it's it's definitely possible. Um, I play on the PS4. I've also got it on PC. Uh, yeah, it's a game so nice I bought it twice. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's wonderful, man. I just I'm I'm having so much fun with it. It's uh, it is my favorite game. It, it is the one I go back to. It is my comfort food. Um, so whenever whenever I need something to get my mind off of shit, it's it's Overwatch I go to because it's just it, the characters are great. It is. It really is. Um, but that's that's what I'm doing. Uh, and what Corey's doing is working. <laughs> Sorry, Corey. Sometimes you gotta work on Christmas. Sometimes, <laughs> where there's a whip, there's a way. So okay, uh, real quick, Star Trek talk. Uh, so I am uh, watching Voyager. Ooh, okay. Um, I am at the ass end of season two. Uh, Harry Kim is still the worst. Uh, he does not improve. Neelix has somehow gotten to be not insufferable. Like he's not the worst character on the show anymore. Like it's just like, oh, it's Neelix. Okay, wait, what? How did that happen? Wait, wait. <laughs> um, it, it's it's interesting because he's 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 not as bad as I anticipated him being. Um, and I don't it, know if it's just going numb to him or if he's actually <laughs> growing. Um, the, the the first couple seasons with him, he's very cringeworthy, but he does he grows on you more like a uh, more like a family relative than he does a friend. Okay, that's fair. You have to like him because he's always there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> um, it, it's easier just to like him and move on with your life than it is to resent. Sure, uh, but there's you know it's I, I tweeted this earlier. It's a mess of a show. It's a hot mess of a show. Like there's so much that they do wrong. But man, that thing's soul is pure Star Trek. Like it is one hundred percent the Rodden, you know, the the Roddenberry vision of of what space travel would be, um, for all the good and ill that means. Like there is there is just some shit where it's like, whoa, no, don't do that, don't make that mistake. But they 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 steer into that shit. They're like, no, we're doing this, we're doing it, we're gonna make Tuvok hang out with children all episode. <laughs> like, no, don't. Tuvok hates kids. Like. <laughs> And um, he's a father too. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I just I watched one today where it was uh, Michael McKeon as Fear, and him and Robert Picardo as the Doctor, just overacting their asses off at each other. And both their you know Picardo in the most yes I am the Doctor you know just completely stone faced and just. You can tell he's trying so hard not to break character, and it's the same thing with McKean because McKean is just this over-the-top clown of fear, and he's got like black and white paint and this weird kind of gray burlap costume on, and I'm just like, he pops on screen, I was like, is that Michael McKean? Motherfucker, that is Michael McKean. Okay. And the episode, it is the most original series thing I have seen since original series. Like, it, the whole episode takes place on two sets. There are the most outlandish costumes. There's a little person in a tutu. It is like, this is like, this is Gene Roddenberry doing 50 pounds of peyote and saying like, you know what we need? We need some people to be beamed up out of stasis, but they're stuck in a computer program and they're killed by fear. And fear is a clown and we need the doctor there, but the doctor can't do anything because he's a hologram. And oh yeah, Harry Kim is there too. (laughs) <laughs> and we're going to make Harry Kim turn into an old man and then a baby and then back into normal Harry Kim. And then Janeway's going to show up and then Janeway's going to win. And Michael McKean's going to go, I'm afraid at the end. And we're going to fade to black. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> like, it, it was simultaneously the strangest and best episode of Voyager I've ever seen. Um, and then it's immediately followed up with the episode where Neelix and Tuvok become the same person. Tuvix. Tuvix. And I'm, I'm just like, and we're doing this now. Okay. You guys had a chance to go in a direction. You had a chance to really make something special here after that last one. And you give me Tuvix. Yeah, I, <sighs> I kind of like 
the concept of the the episode two Vix, I hated the way that episode ended. I thought I haven't finished is... it yet. I haven't finished it yet. So okay, no, so right, no spoilers. Right. But okay, right. yeah, it's it's just one of those things where I was like, oh yeah, the, the idea here is really solid. This is shitty execution. Like this is just awful. Like it's. <laughs> I, I'm just watching it. I was like, oh man, that last episode was so good and so fucking weird. And this has a chance to also be so good and so fucking weird, and it just isn't. And it's oh man, that sucks. I I'm really interested in what your opinion is of that episode because I. Oh, is that a train in your ba- in the yeah. background? I thought it was your cell phone or something. That's nope. funny. No, that's okay. that's the train going by about five hundred feet that way. So pushing through the snow. Yep, more or less. <laughs> I've never seen a train go through snow before. That's a Florida boy talking. Uh, it's it's loud. Fair enough. It's, it's very loud. Well, it's especially loud right now because we don't have any foliage behind us to, to block the sound. So it just comes straight from the tracks to here. So <laughs> yeah, it's it's very loud. Yeah. Uh, but it's neat seeing them go through snow because they, they've got the, the cattle catcher on the front. Right. So it hits the snow and just, poof, it just blows up. It's really awesome. It's, it's like just watching... like exploding snow all over the place. Well, it's like seeing uh, seeing waves hit around a uh, like a jetty in the ocean. You know, and they hit like where, where a lighthouse is. And you just see them like poof, blow up and you've got that mist up in the air. It's basically that. So, oh, man, I wonder if that's going to be scary if you're a conductor. We're on train talk, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to train talk with the Cretans Guild. <laughs> uh, I would imagine it's got to be scary because, you know, it's you can't see anything. You're up high, but you're not that high up. So it's eh, I can I can only imagine. Did I say conductor? Are they still called conductors? Or are they engineers? I will have to ask my friend David, who works on railroads. I don't know. Ooh, yeah, David, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyway, so yeah, I I will let you know what my thoughts of thoughts are of that episode once I'm done with it. Um, because it, it's they they are not positive so far. I will say that much. Um, it's just not working for me right now. Tuvix gets on my nerves. Uh, so, as you know, we, f- we feed off a of dialogue, so we do ask that you subscribe, like, and engage us in the comments on anything and everything we talked about today. Let us know your thoughts on the Fox and Disney acquisition. Uh, either here on Facebook or Twitter, we're at Cretans Guild. You can talk to us on Instagram. Talk to us anywhere. We really don't care. Uh, so, to all of our followers, new and old, we say, as always, welcome to the Guild.